Hello everyone, here is Daniel Budai with another episode of our Ecom show and today I'm here with uh, JB and uh, he's the founder of Madwire and Marketing360. Uh, Before we jump into uh, his story, let me give a shout out to Bloomreach and uh, its CEO Raj. He was in episode 62 and uh, it's also a marketing platform, e-commerce platform, so a bit similar uh, story to Marketing360. Uh, Again, episode 62, make sure you check out that episode. This show is sponsored by Budai Media. Budai Media is a fully remote e-commerce focused retention marketing agency. In the last three years, Budai Media worked with more than 100 e-commerce clients and generated an eight-figure extra revenue for these clients. If you want to check out their website, go to thebudaimedia.com and just send an email or actually you can just drop a message to me on any of my social media channels if you are interested to work with us. And that being said, now with uh, JB, so it's good to have you here. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Daniel. Glad to be here. Yeah, so I'm really happy to have you here. And uh, we usually start our show with some uh, personal background information and uh, just the story of the guest. So I'm really curious, uh, how did you end up in the business world? And this company is your first one, or maybe you had, you know, different ventures before. So what is your story? Yeah, this is the first, you know, real company that I started in high school. I actually ran a lawn mowing company but that's small scale um <laughs> but kind of learned learned how you know the sales process and business you know operated so that was a good experience and then i went to college and played football and when i finished you know football is kind of a full-time job in, in college and so when i finished i had a lot of time on my hands and so i actually walked just down the block from our university and went to a, a magazine company who basically did travel magazines and i asked them hey you know i love sales i'm good with design you know i love marketing anything that you need help with i'll work for free just to learn. I'm just looking for an opportunity. And they said, no, you know, we really don't have anything available, but we do need a website. Do you know how to build a website? I said, I don't, but give me a desk and a computer in a month and I'll figure it out. And so I sat down, I learned how to you know, design and build websites, which this is around 2005 at this time. And so not a lot of businesses were still online or had a website. So it was a relatively uncommon thing to know how to do. And so then I really learned the digital side of the world. And, you know, from there, I just continued to learn about marketing, about design in the digital world, tested Google ads when it very first came out. And all those things just eventually led to just seeing the opportunity of small business needing to shift from the old school marketing and newspapers and yellow pages to the digital world of marketing could see the opportunity. And so, you know, in 2009, founded Madwire. My dad and I founded Madwire in 2009 and just started it with the two of us. Okay. Just two of you, as you said. So your father, uh, he, he's an expert in digital marketing as well, or he, he became an expert or he was more like some kind of mentor or what was his role in the company basically. He had a uh, futures and commodities brokerage firm that he had started. So a lot of experience in sales and finance. That's what he would help oversee, you know, in the beginning for the most part was the sales team, the marketing process of generating our own leads, selling our own leads to become accounts, the financial side of the business, all those pieces, you know, he would oversee. I focused more on the operations, you know, the marketing execution, team culture, all those pieces. Let's fast forward. So at the beginning, it was only two of you, the company. How did you hire your first people? 
people, your first employee? Well, we have a reoccurring revenue business. And so as we have more accounts and more recurring revenue, we needed more people to support that. And so our first person was a referral, you know, a friend that I knew referred a guy, his name was Hunter. He was a good with design and really development. Eventually he became a really good software engineer for us, but started off more as a designer. And so that's how we did it. A lot of times it was just by referral, almost like invite only, you know, if you knew somebody that would be a good fit for our team and our culture, you know, shoot them over to us. We talk to them, we hire them. We were listing stuff on Craigslist, whatever we got to do to get applications at one point. But, you know, we've prided ourselves in a good culture. And if you do that, then people want to work with like-minded people. And so they tell their friends about it. And so we were attracting yeah. positive-minded people. And that was really helpful with the growth. My agency and my company, we also get a lot of referrals all the time. I think just this week, we got like five account manager applicants, copywriter applicants. And it's really amazing to see that. So that awesome. Fast forward today. So now you have 600 people in the company, right? But if I know it well, it's not just one company. It's uh, multiple companies. So what is the current structure of your companies? We're technically really one company, but we have a number of brands. But our biggest brand is Marketing 360, which is our small business marketing platform. So with Marketing 360, a small business can you know set up an account and they can have everything from managing their leads and customers with the CRM to sending emails to managing social media and beyond. So everything they need to manage and grow their business through one login, essentially, is Marketing 360. But then on top of that, a lot of these small businesses don't have time to do their own marketing or the expertise, and they can't afford to hire an internal person. So that's when they add on our marketing programs and marketing services on top of their software subscription. And so we have people that can help with design or writing content or managing social media. And so out of the 600 people, you know, you know, a lot of them are software engineers, other ones are salespeople, other ones are managing marketing accounts. And then, you know, we have creative people as well. So a big mix of different talents with that group. How did you come up with the idea of Marketing 360? What is the positioning and what problem it solves? Problem it solves is there's a lot of tools out there right now for small business. So when it's like, let's just say you're starting a small business. If you're starting a business, you'll need a website. You need email marketing. So you need a way to send emails. You need a way to manage your social media. You need a way to do your advertising. You need a way to collect payments. You know, you need a way to manage your leads and customers. And so there's all these different tools and solutions that you have to think about. And there's all these solutions out there that are good solutions for these different individual pieces. But there isn't a lot of platforms that really have all of the pieces that you need within one platform, all fully integrated. That was the vision with Marketing 360. How can we create one platform, one login, one low monthly cost, and one team that gives you everything you need from a technology standpoint? That was the vision, and that's what we continue to build on. And what is the typical uh, staff size of the companies who use 360? Usually it's a small business with less than 100 employees, and our average business is anywhere from 5 to 20 employees, typically. So you definitely don't want to build an next Salesforce, let's say. Uh, no, with enterprises and yeah we're, we're truly serving small business yep salesforce okay. is more middle to enterprise type businesses yeah. usually move that way how does it compare to i could say a few names like hubspot or even mailchimp but i know it's only an email too or there are website builders or you know companies where that's the focus like wix or there are e-commerce platforms as well but it looks like you see your tool more like combining all of these however if i know it well then your main audience customers they are not e-commerce companies that's not the main focus right about 30 percent of our customers are e-commerce 
Um, 70% yeah. would be local businesses you would typically see around okay. town, any type of business you could think of. But we do have a pretty good portion of e-commerce customers. I was not aware of that. Okay, so that's quite many. Yeah, I have a few more, let's say, rapid fire questions here. So what would be your number one advice for entrepreneurs this year? For this year in particular, I would say you have to kind of you know think about what is the world going to look like in two to three years for your particular industry. Put a lot of thought and counsel into that, get feedback from other people, and then try to develop you know your vision for the next three years. What does that look like? And then reverse engineer that, you know, what is your strategy to get there and to achieve that mission? And what are the goals that you need, those milestones along the way to make sure that you execute it? Because if you're not evolving, you're dying. And right now there's a lot that's shifted, even, you know, it's going to continue to shift to digital. So things like e-commerce and just the way that you interact with your customers or collect payments, that's all evolving, definitely becoming more of a global market as well. So how do you compete there? So I think there is a shift in small business, similar to when it shifted from like newspaper and yellow page advertising to digital. Now we're seeing even like another leg of digital, you know, there's more technology tools, there's AI tools. So think about, you know, maybe what the products or services you provide. Is there software you can build? Is there AI you can invest into that would do some of the things maybe you're manually doing? You know, you have to kind of think into the future because, you know, your competitors all are. So if you're not doing that, you'll get passed up. What is the unique thing about the culture of your company? What things would you mention or even values? Well, our we have a motto called execution excellence, you know, and we've always talked about it, which execution excellence is our standard, our standards non-negotiable. And, you know, what does execution excellence mean? It just means you don't, you know, try to make the same mistake twice. It doesn't mean that you're perfect, but it means that, you know, you're, you're constantly trying to get better. And it also means you step outside of that job description. So if there's a piece of trash in the hallway, when you're walking down the hall, you pick it up, you know, if the sink is messy, you clean it up. You know, if your neighbor's, you know, phone's ringing, you answer it, you don't let it go to voicemail. So that's the culture of execution excellence. And in the early days, we didn't even have job descriptions. Everybody's description was the same, which was execution excellence with whatever is put before you, you know, we want to be able to pivot. We don't want to be married to like what we're supposed to do every day necessarily, like do that. But if you need to pivot, be open-minded to that and growth-minded to it. So that's, that's something unique. I think we always speak about. Yeah. That's very interesting. Do you know the book uh, Scaling Up? I know of it. Yeah. But I have not read it. I just finished it last week. It's on my desk and a really good book. It mentions four columns or four principles, four big areas of building a successful business. And one is execution. The other three was people, cash, and strategy. And all four should be aligned and every business has a weaker area. I think what you said about execution is crucial. It's very interesting because I just found out that I think for us, execution is the strongest point as well. I don't want to share the weak ones, but (laughs) I think think execution where we really excel, like from day one. It's also because of my personality and the management team, I think, that we have. Starts with the leader. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, could see your YouTube channel, the YouTube channel of Marketing 360. You almost have 100k subscribers and I'm sure you will hit the that milestone soon. Is it also a personal role of yours to build it or or is it your marketing team who manages that? And uh, I found a few videos about leadership as well and you talk about video marketing and different topics. So is it also a personal thing for you or why did you invest so much on YouTube, into YouTube? Well, the reason was is because our mission is to help small businesses grow um, and their local communities glow. And so we wanted to be, you know, an information resource, even if those customers aren't our customers, you know, can we help them grow and be successful? Because that's our mission, whether they're paying us or not. So the thinking was, how do we create valuable information that a small business could use to grow um, or marketers? And so that's what we started doing is just providing tips. So some of those tips are on marketing tips, 
relationships or like you said, video marketing, but it also has to do with sales, with culture, with leadership, just anything as it relates to a small business or an entrepreneur that could be useful is the type of content that we create. So I personally create a lot of it. I usually do at least one video a week, some sort of a tip video. And so just, it's just been a slow deal, you know, over the years, we've just continued to post and just steadily, you know, the subscriptions just, you know, continue to rise on that. YouTube is a huge opportunity. I think that was a business owner who didn't post anything for two years. He had an eight figure business and then he started, you know, he just came back after two years of big break, basically. And uh, he started a family and a lot of things changed. COVID came and uh, he just came back to the business world. And what he said is that Facebook, Instagram, it all died for him. The only thing what left really is YouTube. He's been getting new subscribers and he could grow the channel without being active for two years. And also it helps SEO. So YouTube is really powerful. Like evergreen content too, that's still valuable, you know, three or four years. Like leadership, they've been the same leadership's work from a thousand years ago. Exactly. If you're creating evergreen content, unlike an Instagram feed where it comes and goes and it's gone, and they'll likely not scroll down even your page too far to find old content, you know, very often. YouTube is like Google where people go and search YouTube and you could have a high ranking and continue getting views 10 years later off of a video that you created. And it's, so it's like the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to marketing, it keeps generating views many years into the future. And not to mention TikTok or Snapchat where the attention span and it's even worse than Instagram, right? So you have to come up with new creatives multiple times a week. I talk to e-commerce companies and they always tell me like after two, three days, the creatives are over. High burnout on that for sure. It's a personal question again. So what do you think, what was the hardest thing for you to learn? Probably the hardest thing would be just understanding when to maybe part ways with somebody. You know, I think all of us, you know, our nature is I'm going to continue working with this person and I feel bad to have to yeah, yeah. You know, let them go or anything like that. And I think a lot of times new entrepreneurs drag people around way too long. Now you shouldn't get rid of people right away. I mean, give them an opportunity, coach them, give them everything you can. But, you know, for us, we look at attitude, effort and performance. And if your performance is weak, but your attitude and effort is strong, we'll give you a long leash on that. But if your performance is good, if your attitude and effort is weak, you have a short leash. And so what I've always found though, over the years is even though you, you, you delay it way longer than needed and you know, you try to avoid it at all costs, it always works out for the best. You know, they end up finding something they're happier with, that they're more fulfilled with. You end up fixing the issues that you had. You find somebody that's a better fit. It works out better for everybody. Does nobody any good to drag it around too long? And so that's something I think I learned is I just gave people far too much time and it, it hurt us and it hurt them. You know, you're better off just yeah. addressing it right away and being upfront. Yeah, it's it's hard for, especially for people who are uh, people-centric, you know, who are people-people, right? So... One more question that I have. So you mentioned e-commerce businesses and one third of your customers, they are in e-commerce. And uh, what do you see as a big uh, opportunity for e-commerce companies in the next few years or where they should focus on in the next few years? I think that e-commerce, you know, is probably going to be more popular with live selling with, you know, people that are shopping, you know, virtually right now, they kind of want the experience they used to have of a retail store, but also not have to go to the retail store. (laughs) So if you can have like a live selling experience, you know, selling live on the social platforms, but also even just your own e-commerce platform to where you can have an audience of people and have a relationship with them, actually know them by name. And, you know, Daniel, hey, you're back on. Hey, miss you. How's your family doing? Hey, we got some of these new products and actually have a relationship, but virtually as opposed to the, the old 
old retail score store strategy, I think will yeah. be the way of the future of selling with e-commerce. You'll continue to have online e-commerce, you know, of course, but I think building those relationships in the digital world will create customer loyalty and you have to have a reason for them to come and buy from you and your brand and not go to Amazon. So it has to be a relationship, but also ease, like ease of use, ease of checkout. Everything has to be smooth and be fast. And you also need to develop your own product, your own niche, right? So I think we need to see more than more of that. Maybe there'll be less wholesaling and reselling and drop shipping and more people that are actually creating some of their own brands and products to create that loyalty. Yeah. You mentioned convenience, less friction. I think that's really important these days. People yeah. Yeah, are lazy. Let's that'd be easy. <laughs> And the other thing was uh, the personal connection. And I think one guy in this podcast, he said a few weeks ago that uh, everything is easy online. It's even more convenient, right? That's mm -hmm. one thing. And uh, people, they always want something that is scarce. And nowadays what is scarce, especially after COVID, is personal touch. And that's what they really need without going out of the house, which is right. a bit strange concept, but that's what yeah. people want. So yeah, I think all of these are really important. And uh, that's where the world really thanks for coming here today and if anyone wants to find your company and you where they should go where they can contact you and use your product go to marketing360.com to learn about the marketing 360 platform um, you can also search us on youtube if you just want to learn the tips we talked about there totally free obviously that's just search marketing 360 on youtube you know to contact you know me you can go to jbkellogg.com if you just want to you know contact me directly happy to help any way that i can yeah we will put these links into the description so everyone can find you and the company thanks also everyone who listened to us today if you like this episode make sure you subscribe on our youtube channel and uh, if you listen to the podcast then uh, keep following us on the major podcasting platforms and leave us an honest review stay tuned everyone